Greetings, all. Welcome to Aquarian Diary. I'm your host, John Irving. It is February 28th, 2024. Before I get into the main topic, I want to draw your attention to the fact that lately I have been posting on my community tab here on YouTube, kind of like little astrological weather forecasting when there's some interesting transits, conjunctions, or stelliums occurring. I can't do all of them, obviously, because it would be extremely time-consuming, but I pick ones that I think are particularly relevant, and I try and provide a spiritual perspective on these, because I know many of my listeners are interested in those kinds of things, and that they're also quite sensitive and empathic, And having a little bit of an understanding of some of these things can be quite helpful, I think. I'm going to also start posting them on my Facebook page, and I might even add them to my website, although I'm not 100% sure yet. But check them out. They're quite interesting, and people seem to appreciate them. My perspective on astrology and transits is a bit different than most of the people in the mainstream. And of course, the people who listen to me are interested in similar things to me, so you might enjoy my perspective. I'll put links in the episode description for how to access those. Also, (laughs) I have been getting so many downloads lately about topics I want to cover here, and I have a to-do list where I add these things. And the flood of ideas that have been coming to me is just unbelievable. I don't know how I'm going to get through it all, or even if I can. The topic list is growing much faster than I am presently capable of addressing. Anyway, I find that very interesting. Like this morning, there are three things I thought I could talk about, and that maybe I should. But I'm like, how the heck do I do that? (laughs) But there's one in particular that I think might be helpful to people. By the way, stick through to the end if you can. There's a bit of an Easter egg. I want to provide people with a bit of reassurance. When we look at what's happening in the world right now, it's kind of like we're at peak crazy. (laughs) We have the election coming up this fall in the United States, which has just monumental implications. And there are all of these things happening around the world, like on a daily basis. I read quite a bit because I just feel like I need to be informed. And there are so many things that I read on a daily basis now that are kind of jaw-dropping that it's a bit overwhelming. Everything from the global environment to politics to demographic and social trends, it's quite stunning. Like I said, overwhelming, in fact. But I thought today I could offer a fairly high-level perspective on this. It might be easy to forget while we're being barraged with all of these events and developments. We are in the midst of a huge, huge, (laughs) epic paradigm shift collectively and personally as well as we make this historic shift from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. And I've talked a lot about that here before. It's kind of my focus. I'm interested in the big picture. What's driving this? Why is this happening? What does it mean? And this morning I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how, again, we're experiencing a clash between Piscean age values and Aquarian age values. 
Now we know which direction the trend is going, right? <laughs> it's not going backwards. That's not going to happen. It's just impossible. But at times, it can look like that movement is being blocked or thwarted. If we think about the astrological symbols, in the age of Pisces, there was this overriding theme of surrendering your will or your agency to everything from some ideological dogma or religious dogma or a religious institution or organization. And those structures and institutions or organizations quite often became corrupted or exploitive because power corrupts. But nonetheless, there was this habit in the population of, like I said, surrendering their will. And if we look back historically at many of the trends and events that occurred over the last 2,000 years, we can see the consequences of that, the downside of it. On a higher level, like on a really spiritual level, it could be surrendering your will to the divine, which has phenomenal potential. But there were very few human beings that actually pursued that in a very highly evolved way. Mostly, it was people, like I said, surrendering their agency to some dogma or institution that effectively abused them or manipulated them, or they fell into the maya of illusion and deception, which are lower expressions of Neptunian or Piscean kind of energies. Studies have shown that people with more conservative worldviews are less prone to changing their minds. They are more close-minded. And their persona is more fear-based than, say, liberals. Liberals, on the other hand, are more open to new ideas and experiences and they welcome evolution and change, whereas conservatives traditionally preferred the status quo and were uncomfortable with change. A conservative sometimes would simply subscribe to a dogma or ideology or religious philosophy or worldview as a way of anchoring themselves. Even if it wasn't necessarily based on truth, at least they felt they had a solid foundation. And if you think that through, you can think of countless examples of how that's played out. So here we are now moving from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. The ruler of Aquarius is Uranus. Uranus is the antithesis of rigid structures and dogma. Its core intent is actually to break up or liberate us from encrusted and confining situations and beliefs. It is all about change and evolution, and things happen very quickly, if not abruptly. Now, if you're a conservative, that kind of energy threatens you at a core fundamental level. I'm not talking about a person's true essence. I'm talking about their paradigm. So Uranus will struggle for freedom from confinement or restriction. Again, Uranus is the ruling planet of the age of Aquarius, and recently, as I have talked a lot about here, going back over two years, Pluto is making its move now into the sign of Aquarius. So there is going to be a lot of power and deep-rooted psychological transformation, death and rebirth, with matters and issues pertaining to Aquarian values. 
Aquarius is all about expressing our own unique perspective and agency. Again, it will rebel against rigid hierarchical structures and things like patriarchy, which we experienced a lot of while Pluto was in Capricorn. There is also a social component to this because Aquarians have very high ideals. They believe in things like egalitarianism and social justice, <laughs> and they are very rational and intellectual. So they are not inclined to believe in or follow dogma for the sake of dogma or tradition for the sake of tradition, unless it serves some legitimate or higher purpose. So we have, on the one hand, a segment of society that is very resistant to change, if not fearful of it, and that would even prefer to maintain structures, even if they're illegitimate or corrupt, because the alternative is very scary to them. So as this energy increasingly permeates our reality here on Earth on the collective level, there is a very reactionary backlash occurring to this at the same time. Again, there's a core constituency that fits in that category. Somehow, they're going to have to get used to it. I don't know how that's going to manifest. I really have a hard time understanding how people who are wedded to dogmas are going to manage with this kind of energy. As I was describing earlier, the flood of events now is almost hourly, <laughs> right? It's change, 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 change. And it's going to be like that for a very long time. <laughs> so, so how they manage, I have no idea. But change is upon us, and change will be the only constant from here on in. So those of us who are more liberal or less based in fear and more willing to embrace change and evolution will fare better during this cycle. As far as I'm concerned, those rigid worldviews and paradigms are doomed. Mark my words. It's not going to happen. It's game over. Now, this may take generations to fully play out, maybe even centuries, but the movement is going in that direction. And this means that we will break all kinds of borders and boundaries culturally, politically, socially, economically, technologically, cosmically, and so forth from here on in. That's going to be the norm. And again, just to emphasize it one more time, the rigid paradigms and structures from the past are doomed. People aren't going to put up with institutions, policies, politicians, governments, and so forth, basically telling them what to do if it doesn't make logical sense. It's just not going to happen. So that's the reassurance for you. So this is why right now it's so confusing, because we can see the problems all around us, but we don't yet have the solutions. These kinds of changes don't happen overnight. It'll take some time for us to evolve and adapt to this new way of being. There's nothing minor about this at all. It's major. Finally, like I've been saying in some recent episodes, the charts that I'm looking at show a lot of activations for people coming up in the next year or two. And I'm not suggesting that those apply to the whole world. I think that what's happening is that the people I'm speaking with are a bit more advanced, or they're people who will be playing thought leader or leadership roles as the new paradigm starts to manifest more clearly here on Earth. Not everyone is going to be leading the charge. Think of like early adopters. They're ahead of the curve. And then some years later, everybody else catches up and whatever it is becomes popular 
or mainstream. But these patterns I've been seeing suggest that we actually start getting into gear in the span of a year or two. That's where we start laying down these new foundations I've been alluding to. That's not to say that some early foundations may not be being laid now, but that I think that that's really when we're in like first gear. And right now we're just starting to move forward. We haven't gained a lot of momentum yet, but I think that's coming. So if you're one of those people, I recommend that you start dreaming about what the new reality is going to look like and how it will manifest in fairly pragmatic terms. We need to start dreaming into reality the future. I'm not saying it's necessarily time to act on it, but just allow and be open to grounding these new energies. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm getting strong chills as I say this. So, wow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's time for us to start dreaming in the new age. So I'll leave it there for now, and I hope what I'm saying is, is useful to you. But just remember, everything is on the table right now. There isn't an aspect of our society, of our culture, of our paradigm, of our daily lives, of our political, social, or economic lives that are not going to be profoundly affected by this truly epic transition that we are just embarking on. And the other key point is that, no, we're not going backwards and we're not staying the same. And I also have to say that I have been connecting to this personally now for a week or two. And when I do, there's a tremendous amount of joy attached to this, like real high-level joy. Like this has been a very long time coming. Again, for more detail, check the episode description for other episodes or articles that are related or that I mentioned. And if you're interested in a reading with me, I'll put a link to that as well. I have a 20% off special on currently. Many sincere thanks to everyone who supports me, especially my YouTube members. Thank you very much. Take care, all the best, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.